welcome to the first ever episode of Pin Noise versus the World. My name is Harald Hilseth. My name is Jess Wanich. And, you know, in full transparency, this isn't the first time we recorded this episode, but <laughs> this is the first version you'll be hearing. Uh, we could not be more excited as a duo uh, to be bringing you all, the listeners of the pod, um, our unfiltered our unfiltered thoughts. Do we want to say that? Just no, not. It'll be uncut. It'll, it'll That's be, what it is. Nah, it'll be pretty filtered. No, no, it's I'm not, not going to lie. It's yeah. going to be very edited. We, we say... We keep it clean. But... On that note, yeah, super excited to start up this project um, with one of my best friends. We've known each other for almost our entire lives. Just wanted. Yes, sir. Um, we uh, are from Seattle. Uh, if the homies know, you know, we rep that. We rep it where we're from pretty, pretty hard. Um, and, you know, I grew up in uh, Madrona. Uh, I spent a lot of time growing up in the Central District, which is where you're from, Jess. Uh, you know, we go yeah. back to Washington Middle School. We go back all the way to uh, playing t-ball with each other growing up. Um, and, you know, we've just have had our lives intersect in a lot of ways um, over those years. So uh, totally. all the way up till, yeah, all the way from high school on, uh, we stayed in touch. Um, I went to WSU, Washington State University, the Washington State University land grant university okay i'm done but no you want to go you want to go Jeff? yeah man i uh knew Harald since high school but we we kicked it back a little bit since then too um we're both musicians Harald is on the horn playing that trumpet i'm over here <laughs> playing the, the keys this man is super talented played whoa, in jazz band all throughout whoa, his career okay. me i was the reject musician i was whoa, in seattle no, jazz that's Ed. not okay that's not okay seattle jazz Ed, no, you know. no 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 we love seattle jazz Ed. we were both the part of seattle jazz Ed. what is this no no, no but he you're this, this man Harold, you're creating enemies jazz band. You're, you're creating enemies on day right, one right. bro no on no, day no, one, no, no, no 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 you go ahead no no disrespect no disrespect but we're both musicians uh that's how we've kept in touch um, throughout the years, ever since high school, we were both student government leaders. Um, we're really passionate about civic A-S-B. engagement. ASB, no, yo. <laughs> shout out, Miss A, if you're listening to this. Yo, um, shout out, Miss A. We miss you. Uh, miss you very you much. For... Hey, shout out, shout out the legendary <laughs> ASB crew from 2014-15. That was wild. That was such yes. a year. Shout out to Two Brick Rick. Um, two Brick Rick, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, Garfield High School legend, for those who do not know. Um, but yeah, hey, man, we got a lot of experiences together um, from high school and a lot, you know, we didn't get to experience together. You went to Seattle U. We're looking at a hey, student body president, Jess Wadich over here. He's over here asking, like, he's just nah, going to gas nah. me up. I'm going to gas him up, too. <laughs> we are, obviously, I think y'all can tell we share a lot of uh, similar uh, joys in life and a lot yes, of uh, shared life experiences. So, we yes, wanted sir. to make this podcast uh, coming out of, well, what we had planned to be kind of towards the middle of this past <laughs> year. But, you know, it's taken about six-ish months. It all came up with a with this idea uh, to create a platform for uh, probably not something that's super niche. You know, we have a huge community right. in this in Seattle where, we're, where we've had our own personal Filipino communities. But mm-hmm. um, if you could tell from the title, Pinoy's versus the world, we are Pinoy. If that wasn't, if that wasn't obvious from the beginning, but uh, you know, Filipino Americans, we're not from the Philippines. We don't have a lot of close ties to Philippines, but I think, especially in recent years, I mean, this guy, this guy's an uncle, bro. This guy's got. I'm a Tito. He, he's a Tito, bro. Like he's got, he's got family back in the Philippines. But you know, yes, for me sir. personally, like 
I felt like I was uh, allowed the opportunity with a really wonderful group of friends in Pullman to uh, get in touch with who I am and, and learn a lot more about this side of, of, of my life. And we wanted to bring that kind of perspective to y'all and expand the community from there. I, I'm also indigenous, uh, native Alaskan, uh, Simshian. Shout out the Simshians out there. We, we, we're all, hey, shout out my Simshians. But, um, and my dad's Norwegian. So, you know, I got a lot of perspective, I think, to share. And Jess yes, does as well. This dude's been to the yes, Philippines. Sir. I've never been. Um, Mabu, maybe hi. one day. Mabu, Mabu, hi. Mabu, how you doing? Oh, no. The merch, the merch. They got ideas. a t shirt tagline right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But, you know, this is the basic idea. We take on world issues, local issues. We're going to talk a lot about things from Seattle, the state of Washington, and uh, do big picture uh, breakdowns of of the biggest news coming to you uh, every single week. Because, you know, ever since forever, there's been crazy things happening in the world, wild things happen in the world that uh, we'd like to share our perspective on and hopefully educate you all on in the near future. Um, this is going to be a by weekly podcast, a uh, long form uh, range uh, week to week. So hopefully you won't have to listen to us for longer than like an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, kind of NPR vibes, you know, driving to baseball practice on those Saturdays in the in my dad's saw, bro, just listening. So wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> what was Brought your favorite? You by viewers like you. Yo, hey, oh, hopefully. Man. Yo, should we start hopefully. a Patreon? Should we should start we be Patreon? Hey, All the yo, sponsors. Plug. Yeah, where's the sponsors financially? At? Please, we, we need we need the Adobe subscription. Uh, yes, but what, what was your favorite public uh, radio show growing up, Jess? Ooh, I don't know about growing up, but currently right now, because mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, I always have Up First by NPR, always on the dial. Up First is um, great. If you listen to Code Switch, I highly recommend listening to that. Um, it's by Shireen Marisol Maraji and Gene Dunby. Um, they're really great. Um, storytellers and just masters of their craft of podcasting. Highly recommend you listen to Code Switch um, and Up First. Those really get me through my days uh, just listening to some great, great stories. But what about you, man? Do you have any? Uh, you, oh, yeah. you mentioned Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Well, like, but, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is like one of the most, I mean, it's not underrated. I'm sure they, they are just so well known by like a very, you know, like Seattleites. You know, what I'm talking about like homies yeah, from Seattle. Yeah. Like, the homies wearing Birkenstocks. We support KUOW out here. Hey, KUOW, where are my KUOW <laughs> homies at? Um, but yeah, man, wait, wait, don't tell me is was just the show growing up in the car on like weekends, going to you know grandma's house, visiting family and friends. Shout or, out to grandma. Shout out grandma. Shout out all the Ate. Wait, Ate. Ate's Tito's. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone out say, there. As hey, there, there, there's a little bit of my uh, palish side showing. But no, hey, no, we're, you're learning. Good, you're good. we're learning. We're learning. We're learning. We're learning. We're still learning. But um, yeah, that was the show growing up. Um, you know, shout out Car Talk, bro. Car Talk is a very underrated. They are hilarious, amazing. I do not think it's on the air anymore. But shout out Car Talk. Um, and just like you know, we we have the you know the Sunday night. Would it be Sunday night jazz? Thursday night. You know, know, yeah, there you go. No, it's okay. Classic shout out Clarence Acox, the legend, the goat. Yes. Um, KPLU, smooth jazz. That was embarrassing. That was just not, yeah, the voice isn't as deep, bro. It's not as deep. Not as deep. My, my old, our old, our just our collect. Yeah, we both had them, but at different points in our lives. But our old, uh, legendary jazz director from the Seattle area, uh, Clarence Acox, you know, does, did that intro for great nights of jazz just on the radio. I mean, I just listened to radio all the time before streaming was even a thing. 
Um, wow. But, you know, yeah. Wow. What a day. What a time. <laughs> so cultured, what, man. What is title? What is what is what is Rhapsody, bro? What is <laughs> Livewire? What, what is MTV Live, bro? What is, oh, you're going back, bro. You're dating yourself. Oh man, no, we're twenty. We're like in our twenties, bro. I don't That's, true. That's true. I didn't have a MySpace. <laughs> I didn't have a MySpace. But also, we want to want to give one more shout out um, to a close friend of mine, at least. Um, but we also, you know, fellow Garfield High School alum. Shout out Bernice Diaz. They uh, are she is a part of a podcast called thanks for your concern with uh another wcu line we all went to wcu together but also you know garfield we got those connections uh with her homie and our homie ella tudor um you know they interviewed me personally back in october and she hit me up once was like hey maybe you should think about starting a podcast so i would feel remiss not to at least mention that you know and then that's how jess and i got talking after that so yes, sir shout out bernie say go where my bulldogs at where my purple white Look at that. No, I don't wear purple anymore. I'm strictly cool. Oh but, you my know. God. No, look, I, my wardrobe <laughs> is consists of far too much school paraphernalia. Homies know. Stay repping the CD, bro. Uh, purple yeah, and no, white. Hey, forever, bro. I, I, I got to. But I, I couldn't do it in Pullman. It was too tough. People be yelling. Nah, like, it's okay. It's okay. Slanderous, slanderous stuff at me, bro. I'd be like, all right, chill. Like, you side, bro. This says Garfield Bulldogs. But also, you know, I'm happy I don't wear my Garfield Bulldog baseball shirt anymore. <laughs> Grow out of that phase real fast. But getting into local news uh today is april 7th um at about 9 14 p.m so uh today was a beautiful day it wasn't not just it was so sunny it's been well today actually that's cap it got sunny it was very gloomy this morning but the last few days have been really nice you ready for the for the nice beautiful seattle spring summer weather we need april showers to bring the may flowers y'all so we're embracing the rain (laughs) and the sun while we have it where where my where my May flowers at, yo? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mother's Day's coming up. We need those May flowers. We need those. No, May for flowers. sure, bro. It's we need Mother's Day is coming up. Hopefully, uh, next month. You know, next month though. Next yeah. month, you get you get. <laughs> We're still kind of early. Yo, don't be celebrating your 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 moms and your aunties out there like without the vax though. So like, be safe, but still yes, celebrate sir. them. Every celebrate them regardless. Like every single day, of every your day. Lives. But every like, day. this is a special day. So like, be there. You don't got the flowers. What do you? What? What aren't you doing, homie? What? What aren't you doing? <laughs> but yeah, let's jump into the actual local news update let's section of the pod. Um, obviously, the biggest news in recent memory um, is the fact that we had a huge COVID vaccine, COVID nineteen vaccine update from Governor Jay Inslee. That mm-hmm. being that uh, he very much simplified things and narrowed down an exact date for all people over the age of sixteen. Um, can now get a dose of a vaccine um, wherever they're able to get one, if it's Pfizer, uh, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, starting April 15th, which if I am not mistaken- You are not mistaken. About, (laughs) not at all, is about five days after this podcast is going to come out. So hopefully it'll give you enough time to um, pre-register, which is also an option. Um, This is really coming at a time where they're, you know, surging, using the word surging, in a kind of a looser term here compared to the awful winter that this entire nation and like the world, but especially the U S went through. Yeah. I think we're blessed. We're lucky here in the state of Washington and Seattle to have had a lot of people really do care about, you know, our neighbors not, and like, you know, I'm not calling out of the States, but we may or may not be one of the best in the nation at controlling this. And it's been, it's been a learning process from the very beginning shout out city council for this, like shout out the state, like (laughs) shout out, shout out the bureaucracy, shout out the government. 
<laughs> so, but um, yeah, no, for real though, like we have been very lucky in a lot of ways not to be anywhere near the top of the worst of 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 the COVID cases and deaths. Um, you know, rest in peace to everyone that has passed away during this time. It's it's been awful. Like it's been awful for everyone, especially for folks that have lost loved ones. Um, you know, but luckily enough here in the state, at least, you know, we've been able to mitigate that a little more, but even then, like we have had a slight rise in COVID cases, um, recently, uh, especially with like young people, what are we all doing homies? Like, come, like, I'm not, again, not trying to call out people. I don't know what you guys do. I don't know what y'all do on a daily basis, but, um, you know, they've been seeing a rise on college campuses, WSU, UW, WWU, Seattle, U, go Red Hawks. Uh, but no, for real, like the <laughs> shout out, shout out, yeah. but like a lot of young folks, a lot of young people and people on college campuses who are, you know, just, you know, mostly young, young people coming out of high school and everything. Um, there's been a huge rise in, in COVID cases with people our age. So, you know, try to, you know, keep doing those. We're almost there guys. We're almost there y'all. Um, double mask up if you can social distance if you can all these good things um and we're looking at about a 17 percent rate of uh vaccination of our nearly seven and a half above seven and a half million residents in the state have been fully vaccinated which means you know they either got the johnson and johnson single shot or they've been able to get the double pfizer moderna um but even uh in seattle uh mayor jenny durkin has said that we are now capable of administering as many as 168,000 shots per week that's amazing um, she was it's amazing it, it's just like modern science is just going whew, just modern like up, science up, up, we are living in the future some pop-up clinics will also be available um at el centro de la raza the urban league of metropolitan seattle and idris mosque and these are like local in seattle um and all of this information can be found at seattle.gov backslash vaccine that's w-a-c-c-i-n-e we're sounding like npr out here um <laughs> you know and they're like you know like it's npr.org <laughs> and I quick promise. shout out to the website hey. too um speaking shout of Lumen, out the website no no speaking of lumen field that's where my vaccination is going to be next week on the 15th oh, so shout, awesome. shout out to all of the first responders all of the vaccine volunteers and people who are getting the shots in people's arms. Uh, we really can't thank yes. you enough for this amazing effort and the tireless it's, it's incredible. work that you, It's incredible. Have you, have you seen pictures of, of what the vaccination sites look like? It's, it's literally just like, it looks like it's just down to a T lines are lined up for ma- max maximum efficiency. Oh I yeah. Saw on our, our, on our Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. Well, I mean, Adam Smith's my Congressman, but you know, Seattle, Seattle's <laughs> Congresswoman. <laughs> Uh, Pramila Jayapal is down there checking it out. Plenty of, uh, you know, the Megan Rapino and Sue Bird were there welcoming people down at Lumen Field. Shout out Seattle's biggest power couple. Yes, the yes. Whole, I, hey, let's get them on the pod, bro. <laughs> Shout out to them, the bro. Pod. Shout out WNBA champion, world champion. Um, but yeah, no, there's been a lot of um, a lot of buzz around that site down there. So I'm excited for you. We'll, Thank we'll, you, man. We'll, we'll hang out. We'll take a picture in person. We'll take a vaccine and for the relaxing Instagram. shot <laughs> two weeks after our second dose to be safe. To be Yo, safe. get get vax, stay relaxed. That has to be another T-shirt tagline. That's another T-shirt idea. Another merch idea. Love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all, all of these sites, like we said, you can pre-register if you're above the age of 16. And there are a lot of um, folks that may not know that they're already uh, able to get the vaccine. So check out that website again. It's seattle.gov backslash vaccine. Also want to touch on the fact that second gentleman, Douglas M. Hoff, husband to the vice president of the United States 
Kamala Harris visited the Yakima Nation this month, actually to visit their incredible vax, uh, vax mass efforts, yo, mass vaccination <laughs> efforts, and hailed them as a perfect example for equity in releasing the vaccine to historically underserved population, and especially here evidenced um, by one of Washington's many indigenous tribes and communities um, in the Yakima Valley. So. I don't know if you saw pictures of these either, but it's it's pretty incredible. It's all outdoors. Um, a lot of the elders getting their uh, their important vaccinations, and we got the second gentleman, the first second gentleman in history, Douglas Emhoff, here saying, "What's up? This is dope. This is awesome. You know, this is perfect example of how to, um, or one of the many examples, hopefully from across the nation, of uh, getting the vaccine to our communities that either have those hesitancies or." You know, just like don't have the way a way to get there, a set of appointments like we saw, like one of the biggest issues of signing up for the vaccine for those 65 and older has been like the technology gap has been the the gap in understanding of the Internet. And like those are all very understanding as well. Like, I mean, my, you know, shout out all the elders in my life that have been able to uh, get through with that on their own and even with help, because it's at the end of the day, all that matters is you get the shot and you're good after that. Two thumbs up. But moving on to something a little bit more fun, COVID-19, which is not fun at all. Uh, the return of events in sports. Let's go. Well, for a select few. For a select yeah. few. Let's not shout out Texas because y'all really suck for this. But like 40,000 fans at the Texas Rangers Stadium. Whack. <laughs> I look. Look, wow. actually, yeah, let's call this the whack segment. This is going to be where we call out someone. Texas, whack. That's whack. Not all the homies from Texas, though. But, like, look, Texas Rangers, what are you doing? They had 40,000 people <laughs> at their brand new stadium, which is a beautiful stadium. But, you know, in-division rivals, which means it's an awful stadium. Go M's. Go M's. Speaking of the Mariners, though, so far this season, we're 3-3. Three and three. Actually scored seven runs in today's game on the 7th. Wow. To come back, we won 8-4 against uh, perennial AL powerhouses now. White Sox, the Chicago White Sox, got a really good young core. Uh, but, you know, it's the Mariners' year. We were talking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> every, if you're not from Seattle, year. Yeah, every year is the Mariners' year. Every year. Look, we, we, we're we in our Ichiro, our Griffey jerseys to every game we can go to. Love our M's. They haven't made the playoffs in pretty much our entire lifetime. They will eventually, though. It'll happen. We got the young core Always coming next up. year. Always that no, it is this year. Oh, it's, it's now. It's this year. It's this year. Oh, he says God. it's this year. Yo, it's Jet, this year. Yeah, we're, we're over Zoom right now, looking at each other. This dude giving the roll eyes, bro. He's like, yeah, it's this year, bro. <laughs> Rally fries, bro. Shout out the legend. Shout out the present. Uh, shout out the future, man. <laughs> the Mariners, bro. <laughs> what a club. Uh, love me some Seattle Mariners baseball. But they'll be having or have had. They're the first example of a major professional sports team in the city um, to expand their. Uh, ability to let people into T-Mobile Park. Ew, T-Mobile Park. Safeco Field, T-Mobile Park, Safeco same field. thing. Safeco Field, is that how we're... Okay. T-Safeco Field. <laughs> 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 but on a limited capacity, what I believe is two season ticket holders on first-come, first-served basis, um, or if you have a plug or people are reselling tickets, you will be able to sit at see a game for the first time in a long time, separated, of course, from other people. It's not, you're not supposed to take off your mask unless you're eating. You know, I've been watching the games. People aren't exactly following that, but like, at least it's not Texas, you know, at least it's not the Rangers situation. You're out shoulder to shoulder, but people are separated. It looks like people are having a good time. 
the Mariners have had a few really good games, fun games this year. Good, a really fun extra inning game last week uh, to pull off the the major W down again, like four runs in the eighth inning. Um, look out for the M's, surge in. Try to get out to T-Mobile Park when you when you safely can. Always got to support the club. Um, but we're also big Sounders fans. Shout out where my Sounders. <laughs> Need a Jimmy kit, man. Yo, are, are we we'll gonna talk about to that? that. We'll get to oh, that. we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but to get to the news of the offseason of the Sounders. Sadly, we failed to win our third MLS Cup. But hey, shout out. We won our two MLS Cups. We That's got what, there though. Most of the league. Yeah, we made it out of four of the last five MLS Cups. We're four time Western Conference champions. Um, and reigning Western Conference champions sadly could not get it pulled off in uh Columbus, uh, where we lost MLS Cup 2020. Um, and local boy from Mercer Island, Jordan Morris, was also going to leave and did leave on a loan spell to Swansea City in the second division of English soccer for what was seen as a huge leap up in his career. Um, but he's like 25, 26 now. He's he signed with the Sounders when we were in either the end of high school, beginning of college, and we've seen this guy That's grow right. up with us. He's just a couple years older than me and you, and he's a local mm-hmm. kid that just went out and won Rookie of the Year. He's won Comeback Player of the Year. He's lifted all these trophies with the club, and he is Sounders. He is as Sounders as you get. Um, and I have homies from Mercer Island, and we'd always just talk about him. I got I finally got my Jordan Morris jersey recently. But, you know, he's also been plied with injuries and we were hoping something like that wouldn't happen when he went over to Swansea, which was what we expected was going to move to a permanent deal um, to let him play at the highest level possible before the 2022 World Cup. Um, Sadly, the loan spell in Swansea City ended about three or four weeks into it with an ACL injury to his left knee after suffering an ACL injury to his right knee. So, you know, shout out Jordan Morris. Like, I'm sorry, bro. This is just the worst luck you are just so much to this city and so much to this team um and you know he'll come back with the sounders now like i can't i can't tell you if that's because it's his career at the end of the day you know like i've tried to move away from being like oh this is great for the sounders when it's maybe not the best for the player themselves but yeah shout out jordan man that's like we want to see as many of the young stars from seattle thrive right like yedlin um like like Boana, bro. Like the, all the homie. It went to Garfield, Mercer Island, uh, Aaron Kovar. Where Aaron Kovar goes at? <laughs> you want to see the local studs um, succeed at the highest level? Um, so get well soon, Jordan. Um, but there have been some great things that have also happened. Uh, we re-signed Brian Schmetzer, hired a new sporting club director, Craig Weibel. How would you pronounce that? Weibel. 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 Hey, shout out Craig. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> re-signed the entire coaching staff as well. Jimmy Trare, all the day, all the way down to Michael Pineda. They're just like the backbone behind Schmetz of this team's energy and excitement. And, and this is where we'll get into this great discussion and our favorite Freddie Montero memories. Freddie the Colombian Montero. legend is back in Seattle after nearly a decade away from the team. Our still highest think capped or highest goal scorer in the club, even after our legacy of great strikers to follow him up um yo child freddie montero the homie's back he's back for a swan song i always hoped this was gonna happen you remember watching him just bang goals in left and right when we were like in middle school that was just a time that was so long ago man but what is it now 2021 however yep. many years that was since 2009 i would say oh lord yeah, i mean yeah the first year of the club in mls like yeah what was that 12 two, years huh it was like 20 five goal seasons every year. Like he was just crazy. That dude was, that dude was amazing. Um, 
He, you know, he's got his, he's, he's the first one in club history to score a goal in MLS. I mean, he's just a legend and to have him back, he's looking as young as ever, just ready to roll, roll on Columbia, baby. Hey, my ECS boys, but no, no, and that means I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else will know, but yeah, Freddie Montero's back. Um, so I'm excited for the Sounders season. Like you were talking about just a new guard coming in. Hopefully, you know, we've never missed the playoffs. Do you think that'll continue this year? You know, that's interesting. Just with the restructure and then the addition of some old and new faces, I think we're going to get, you know, back to the conference championships and definitely, um, hopefully, with everyone being healthy, back to the MLS Cup. I, we, we've just been dominant for the past couple of years, man. But right. if you have anything on the other end to say about that, too. Hey, man, uh, I, I think they're going to change formation. We're going to see some new players come in. Joao Paulo who was a revelation from Brazil last year. We'll probably fill in the gap left by Gustav. We got the Roldan brothers. Shout out to Seattle U. Alex Roldan. Um, he's probably going to be the new right back. And Christian is just uh, also a club legend too. He's been here for as long as Jordan has. I don't want to shout out Dub, but like, yeah, I guess shout out Dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited for the season. Um, they will also be having limited uh, capacity seating at Lumen Field um, come the start of the season. Um, so if you can get out safely and do what you got to do, um, get that vaccination. You know, that's going to be a common thread in this episode. Get vaxxed if you can. Um, but we were we were about to talk about it at the beginning of this segment. Uh, shout out. I brought it up too early. Yeah, hey, no, go, go, go ahead with it. All right, so how I mentioned the new Jimmy Kit jerseys, paying homage, 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 homage. But however, how homage, you pronounce brother. it? Culture, culture. Paying a <laughs> cultura, paying a tribute to the Seattle rock and roll legend Jimi Hendrix, also our Garfield High School alum, with different motifs and some features of some of his, uh, or not some of his, one of his um, songs with. A quote around the collarbone there, as mm. well as um, a tribute to Purple Haze um, and the different uh, features that he had just as a musician. Some of the organizations that were involved in putting this kit together and just having some uh, organization on this were the Jimi Hendrix Park Foundation. Yo, shout Museum out to Jimi Hendrix Park, bro. I love that place. And Nam, bro, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just having them together there. How you mentioned the Northwest African American Museum, the Museum of Pop Culture, MoPOP at Seattle Center, the Ray Foundation, as well as the Tacoma Public Schools Indian Education Program. All the proceeds from the Jimmy Kit will go towards their organizations and helping out local nonprofits, um, as well as different initiatives they have for the community. It's a great way to show some Seattle pride as well as pay tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Such a beautiful jersey Harold, when you got the jersey oh man what were your thoughts on it just well, like, hey i mean you know because we were chatting about it hey, but you got day, it, you got it earlier got than it me, day so. one bro so look if you know me i got a i got a jersey collection love to add new pieces to it it's a, it's a hobby of mine and i've i love collecting Sounders jerseys so it hit up my boy jess and we're like hey look at these look at these new jerseys insane <laughs> Just wild, just per pieces of purple, dark purple all around, orange, yellow. I, I kind of stay tapped into the to the leak scene of like soccer shirts and soccer jerseys. And when the leak came out, it looked horrendous. But for some reason, when it dropped, oh. you're just like, wow, 
this is just a generational kit, bro. To watch the Sounders be out there this season, the uh, Sounders play all along the Watchtower, a Jimi Hendrix classic, uh, when they take to the wow. field. So, I mean, it, there's a lot of inter- interwoven history with the club already. And like Jim or Jess was saying with um, with the city, but hey, we also, I, it took me going down to Renton to get a kit before that was sold out. I got Jess's hey, kit. Hey, shout out to Harold for I giving me a Jess's kit. I got Jess's kit, but y'all, <laughs> no, no, you, he's not going to get away with this. I got down there. They didn't have my size. They didn't have my size. <laughs> yeah, the reveal on social media was pretty oh, gnarly, yeah. man. That was, that was oh, yeah. well executed. That was so good. That was amazing. Um, and just putting the jersey together, also supporting uh, the Puyallup Tribe, Emerald Queen Casino. Hey, new uh, sleeve local staple sponsors, here. bro. New sleeve sponsors, the, yeah. Oh wow, got the, it, the, the jersey's tribe, so beautiful. Puyallup yeah. tribe uh, salmon art on the left left sleeve, yeah, left or right sleeve. Um, it's a great sponsorship to have to be in uh, yeah. in conjunction with the indigenous tribes locally. So that was just uh, great. That was just great news that we got a good kit because it's been a while. But Sounders always pretty much have great kits. You got to kind of commit to the green, but once you commit, you love it. Um, but last True. note on sports in the area. Make it quick, but shout out one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time, the Gonzaga University basketball team. Uh, my brother goes to Gonzaga. We kind of adopted them as another team we support. And I, I mean, if you're from the state of Washington, you want to see our teams do well. You know, I always kind of pull for UW a little bit. You know, I got to say when they're <laughs> when they're doing better than us at a national go level. Go dogs, go dogs. Oh, I'm not going to say that, but, you know, he can say uh, that. All right, all right. Like, all this right. dude got a master's there. He's big, big, big talk, bro. But Not yet, not yet. Not still, yet. Still he's, he's going there. But, um, yeah, shout out Gonzaga. <laughs> they were undefeated. It gave us one of the greatest games of all time. I don't know where you would put it on the list, but played UCLA in, in an instant classic. Shout out Jalen Suggs. Um, sinking Man, that bank. highlight was insane. Oh my God, the bank shot, bro, with the time clicking down in overtime after, uh, you know, shout out Johnny Juzang to point guard or forward from UCLA that put up like 30 points and something like that um, in that game. I always like to support the Pac-12 boys, but Gonzaga came first in that situation. Um, gave us an instant classic, Drew Timmy, Joel Yai, um, Kispert. Uh, Suggs, as I said, and Coach Mark Few, they're going to continue doing great things. Hope they get a chance to win. Um, not a fan of Baylor, never will be. So, like, you know, oh well. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Baylor Bears beating Gonzaga, but not going to take away from what an incredible season it was. Um, almost had an undefeated season, but still will probably go down as one of the greatest teams in history. Um, plenty of teams, you know, that had great NBA talent on it too, never won the championship. Um, so hopefully these boys are going to go on and have really dope, long um, NBA careers. And maybe when we get the Sonics back, woo, <laughs> we'll get one of those boys to play for us. Um, but yeah, shout out awesome. Sega. I will never shout win for Zega. you when you play the Cougs, but that was a hell of a run. Um, we're all just salty he's very salty. salty our basketball program is has been mediocre it's on the up shout out kyle smith gonzaga you have a legendary you have a legendary program you've been consistent over the years so that's this my shout out to y'all <laughs> this <laughs> hey look we're gonna shout out so many people hopefully it will be a little bit more moderated in the future but moving on to that uh we also had uh, a lot of we wanted to say or we made a lot maybe just a little but uh, talk about the local elections coming up. This is a huge year. If y'all thought 2020 was wild, 2021 Seattle elections going to be wild as well. Um, you want to talk about how the mayoral race is heating up. About 15 people in the race. Headlining candidates 
from this race of the 15 are city councilwoman and council president Lorena Gonzalez, director of the Seattle uh, Chief Seattle Club, Colleen Echohawk, former councilman Bruce Harrell, Garfield Bulldog alum, and former state representative Justin Farrell, who ran in 2017 for the mayoral position and came in fourth place. But Colleen Echohawk uh, of note has raised nearly three times as much as the next closest candidate. So on that note, Jess, you got to give me your insight. You and I have been involved in Seattle politics off and on for a while now. We've got a chance to work for Pramila. You've gotten to be involved with Lorena's office. Um, we know some of these folks and what they're about. You know, I, I think Seattle will be in good hands in a lot of the situation and outcomes of this election. But there are a lot of very niche things that do separate the candidates, at least in the mayoral race. And I think it's safe to say that there's a reason Jenny Durkin's not rerunning. And, you know, she's faced a lot of pressure, especially over the last year politically, you know, not a fan of uh, something she's done, but also there's something she's done well that you could argue. And um, she's just decided not to run again, which has opened up this massive heated race. Um, what's your take on that? So back in 2017, obviously, with the whole politics fiasco that happened in 2017. Enormous fiasco. Enormous fiasco. Bruce Harrell was, was it was 2016. Mayor. It was 2016, right? Oh, transitioning into 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruce Harrell was mayor for just a short stint. So he has some experience. Um, But it is interesting because he, from this is my perspective, represents the old guard of Seattle politics. Whereas I think, you know, people such as Lorena Gonzalez and Colleen Echohawk, they're going to bring a breadth of experience that, you know, is going to be much needed in entering this office that is a lot different than what Bruce Harrell has as an establishment candidate. It's interesting, like you said, because you have Colleen and Lorena, both women of color. No woman of color has ever served in the position. And you want to get into a position where you've got folks that have gone through, I, I just like not even the idea of adversity, but more so you have, they've built, spent their entire lives coalition building, organizing, and acting on what they want to get done for the folks that they serve. So like with Colleen, she's never really served in an elected position for the state of the city, but she's served in roles in her indigenous community. And she's got a huge family. Like they, they've all been very involved in the region for a long time. And Lorena has an incredible story, um, having gotten her law degree from a Go Red Hawks, CLU, um, and WSU. Look, we got that connection with Lorena. Mm-hmm. I might have to give her some of my democracy vouchers. I already <laughs> plan on doing that. But um yeah, they just represent a new age of folks and a new era that I think would benefit the city a lot. But it's not like Bruce Harrell wouldn't necessarily. It's, it's just where are these folks going to build their coalitions this time around, you know? Right. And that's interesting to see, especially with, you know, the whole shift from four years ago. Like, are their bases of support still going to rally behind them or are they going to rally behind the new guard? So that'll be interesting to see. So stay posted for the mayoral race. Um, so much to talk about there, but even more to talk about seemingly with the uh, seat that Lorena will be vacating, regardless of if she moves on uh, past this primary. Um, her city council position, uh, District 9, is... Uh, yo, <laughs> Is that the <laughs> district position 9? Sorry, position 9 uh, on the city council represents the entire city. Um, and you've had some very notable names and some new names that have entered the race. And three of the most notable ones are um, Director of Creative Justice and local activist Nikita Oliver, who ran in 2017's mayoral race 
Fremont Brewing co-owner Sarah Nelson um, was also be running. And she, uh, of course, has a tightly uh, inter- intertwined relationship with the business community of Seattle. Um, and someone that you have known from prior work engagements, chief of staff to Lorena Gonzalez, Brianna Thomas, who led me, um, homies Kevin and uh, Dalvin on a on a really awesome tour of the city council. So she's really cool. I We've had opportunities to interact with these folks in different ways as well. Um, this is going to be wild because there aren't nearly as many people running for the mayoral seat, but it's an all-city seat. Um, Nikita has a lot of name recognition, has worked incredibly hard over the last four years, just as they always do in their work. Um, and you want to see if they're going to be able to make it past, you know, beat that hump of a few thousand votes to hopefully in their eyes, get in second place to move on, or even first to move on to be in the general election. Um, and then Sarah Nelson, Brianna Thomas, along with other folks that are entering the race for the first time. Um, I just, I don't know how this is going to go. man. <laughs> I don't even know who I'm going to vote for yet. There's a lot of experience that people are bringing into this position nine race that I think is going to be much needed on city council. Just considering all of the people that are currently on it, uh, I think this position really needs a fresh voice that, you know, for someone that hasn't been plugged into the political scene or someone that's not necessarily like a career long politician, I think they could sway city council's decisions in different ways. Um, that I think might be necessary to make some progress or obviously work with our new mayor for any new legislation down the pipeline. Yeah. And there's all, obviously a lot of these folks have similar and very differing viewpoints on mm-hmm. everything from policing in the city to um, dealing with homelessness, houselessness in the uh, area as well. Um, and there's a lot of businesses that got hit by the COVID pandemic and and Seattle hurt a lot, especially in the downtown district, for example. Uh, there's just a plethora of issues. This is quite the time to get involved in Seattle politics or to want to get involved as someone who sits in the seat that make these votes and make these decisions. So don't take this vote lightly. I'm sure we'll touch on this again in the near future once we get past the uh, May 21st deadline to run for the positions. But um, yeah, check out who's running in your district, um, both citywide, statewide, all that good stuff. And um, do your research and uh, spend your democracy vouchers, folks. Yes. You got a hundred bucks. Of That's, your money. Money. <laughs> That's your money. That's your money. Don't waste it at f- all. What are democracy vouchers, Jess? Yes, democracy vouchers. I don't know exactly who. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're in the same boat, yeah. But democracy vouchers, uh, these are vouchers that are public funds that have been set aside for Seattle residents specifically to advocate and also use um, these funds to go towards any campaign of your choosing. Harald has the literature in front of him, so I'll let him steer this conversation. (laughs) Gotta love the lit. Got this in the mail about a month ago. So democracy vouchers are used to support participating candidates running for mayor, city council, and city attorney. Shout out the city attorney uh, in the 2021 city of Seattle elections. Um, They're a way for Seattle residents to donate to local candidates or run for office themselves. Uh, Democracy vouchers can be given to any participating candidate. Oh, and actually to find a list of participating candidates. So this is where you can find out who's running. Uh, You can find it at seattle.gov backslash democracy voucher. Or call 206-727-8855. This sounds like an 800 line right now. Um, but everyone gets four $25 vouchers. You can um, you can give to anyone that is running in the area. 
Um, and these are some fun uh, impact notes they left at the bottom of the lit. Um, the program distributed over $3.5 million to Seattle campaigns in the last cycle. 90% of candidates are running participated in this program, which is a staggering number. Um, the number of Seattle uh, residents who contributed to campaign has tripled since the last census inception to the most recent election that was held. Um, so I've got my four twenty-five dollars uh, democracy voucher certificates. Um, you know, I'll shout out right now. Why not? I'm, I'm probably going to give these two to Colleen and Lorena because I just I think they're great and I just want to see them both make it through. Um, but may the best folk win, first person win in the in the situation. Uh, do you have any idea who you're going to spend yours on? You know, just for the sake of transparency and honesty, I want to educate myself on the bevy yep. of candidates that are there. I obviously want to learn more about how they support the different issues and challenges facing our city. So I don't have a particular candidate in mind yet, but I will, once I get the election literature, I'm definitely going to do some research and uh, read up before I make an informed donation with my democracy yes, vouchers. Yes, sir, because we are about information. I'm civically engaged. Podcast. Yes, Be sir. Specifically, hey, that's a, is that another t-shirt? Mabuhai be Mabu, how are you? Engaged? How are you doing? Now you're being civically engaged. That's that's <laughs> a, that's a little bit too much for the text, but oh, oh, we'll, make it work. we'll make it work. We'll make it. Just hit up WordPress, bro. <laughs> wait, wait, no Redbubble. Nah. And now for what would normally be our long form kind of big picture story section, we actually had a lot more time in this first episode dedicated to the local updates and such. Um, due to what we're going to cover in this section, instead. Um, so trigger warning, just a heads up about Filipino, Asian violence. Um, we do kind of just want to touch on shortly, uh, the recent rise in hate crimes against the Asian community, the Asian American community, the Asian community, Asian Pacific Islander community in not only the country, but even here locally in Seattle. Um, it's not anything anyone wants to talk about, but it's necessary in a lot of ways. And I think it would be very tone deaf of us. I think we both agree. It'd be very tone deaf of us not in at least, you know, especially given when this episode is coming out and what this podcast is going to be about in the future, addressing our opinion on it. And we're not going to, we're not going to get into the stuff about the specifics of the violence. It's not something that needs to take front and center. And this, in our conversation, we're having about it. You know, I think we also we discussed this before we we recorded because, you know, there's a certain level of sensitivity that I don't even think I can relate to as someone who may not get targeted on the street as much as my homies, and even like my relatives, who got darker skin than me, may come across as more Asian looking, and that's all these hate crimes are based off of is how the person looks in the moment and what the person who is committing that hate crime is thinking about in their head and want to act on that, whether or not it's verbal or violent, physically violent. Um, so, you know, I mean, I really don't have a lot to say about it other than it's, it's disgusting. And, and I probably could give you a more nuanced feeling and a more thought out idea of what I personally think about it, but I don't think that's as genuine as me just saying I'm fed up with seeing this happen. I think it's also safe to say that it's, it's something that we're all fed up of seeing happen, but there's just so much violence against black and brown people in this country. And this is a period in time where stop Asian hate is trending. And it's not like, I don't think that shouldn't be trending because it should, it should be on the foremost like front line of folks brains in this, in this particular moment in history. But 
it's not a social media fad. It's not something you talk about for a hot second and goes away. Like it's in a similar way to Black Lives Matter. It's in a similar way to a lot of social movements for folks that are not white. And it's, you know, there are levels to it and we should address those levels, but specifically for our purpose in our podcast, talking about everything that's happened to Filipino women, everything that's happened to just like API folk in this country is not even not okay. I look, that's like not, that's not okay for me to say it's not okay. It's disgusting. It's abhorrent. It is something that never should happen, but is obviously happening. I, and it's, it's, it just, it's left me, especially when the worst of it, quote unquote, that was being put out for the nation to see was happening a few weeks ago. Again, we don't even go into that. It's like, you've seen, you know what happened if you listen to this, like it for real. Like, I, I don't think anyone needs to hear more about the details of that violence, but yeah, man, I, I just worry for my, for my family, for my aunties, my uncles, my elders in my lives, for my mom, for my friends that are my, our age, dude, that mm-hmm. like, you know, like I got us, obviously I'm like lighter skin. Like we talked about this, like, it's not, he's got to recognize that folks are looking to target those that look Asian in the street. And that, that is, that is like dark, darker skin, Asian folks, like lighter skin, Asian folks. It doesn't matter. Like if people think you're Asian at this point in time and they're willing to commit these acts of hate and not even just hate, but like racism and like, you know, it all intertwines like that. They're going to do it. So it's like a plea for me too to look out for the elders in your life especially those that can't defend themselves because you should never be in a situation. It is not okay. It is just, it is everything I've said before, not about like not being all right to have to be in a situation where you have to defend yourself, but especially with those elders in your life and with your homies too, that are your similar age and, you know, also may not be able to defend themselves. Like, like look out for them, man. Like text them like when they get home. Like, I mean, it's, simple things like that, that I think are going to not necessarily get us through this period. Cause I don't really think this is going away anytime soon. And I, it's, in my opinion, the worst part about it is that it, you know, this country, this country has a lot of really racist folk and it's intertwined with a lot of racist ideologies. And it's, yeah, man, like I said, I didn't mean to go into that huge, like deep down dive. Like I said, I wasn't going to do Cause I mean, but that's just like off the top of my head. That's just how I feel every single day. I think about this and I just had multiple nights, multiple weeks, like a few weeks ago where I just couldn't go to bed, just very sick to my stomach. Um, awful folks doing awful things to people based off of hate and racism. And it's something that's been brought up multiple times, but it's been caused by just such like a xenophobic push in this country against those that aren't quote unquote from here or don't look like they belong. Like, look here, people, like if you're black or brown, you belong to be here. You're loved there's a lot of love for you in this podcast with us. Like, that's all I can say. I don't want to talk about other people. Um, and you know, I'll be at least doing that in my life when I get the opportunity to check in on my homies and, and when I'm with them, hopefully in the near future, when we're all safe, we can all safely gather and such, um, make sure they get home safe, for example, or just check in and see how they're doing. Should be doing that with a lot of your friends that are like, especially of color. Like it's not, it's something every, all of us live with to varying degrees every single day of our lives. So with that, like, that's just my thoughts. I know Jess has his own words that he wants to share. Yeah. And thank you for sharing how you feel, uh, Raul. It's really important that, you know, you have the space to do so, Paul. So to share your experience, I think for me, um, just seeing everything in the news and the media about this has been really 
difficult. Um, and I know that this hasn't just been a 2020, 2021, you know, instance, right? This has been happening way before our time, right? And it doesn't have to be seen on the media for it to be felt. And what's even more scary is seeing, or not even seeing, thinking about the instances where anti-Asian hate has been perpetuated, but we don't hear about it. That is something that's really scary to me. And knowing that, yes, there are resources for folks in our community to reach out to a hotline, reach out to call a number, to find some resources against instances of bias and hate crimes. But our community is afraid to do that because there has been this distrust between institutions and our community just because of the historical things that have been happening and have been going on. And also knowing that the Asian community is diverse, knowing that there are many different sub-communities out there. We have the South Asian community. They've been facing xenophobia since 9-11. And even after you know, all of the Islamophobic attacks that have been happening to our brothers and sisters in that community, thinking about the Southeast Asian community, how they've been affected by the mass deportations and ICE raids, and thinking about our East Asian community today with all the attacks that have been perpetuated since the murder of Vincent Chin all the way to now, and even the voices and lives that have been taken that we don't hear about, that the stories aren't told. That's something that I think about all the time and thinking about the lives that are gonna be lost that aren't talked about. And for me, just knowing about you know frequenting different places with my parents, um, obviously masked up, of course, but thinking about where, you know, these instances might happen, you know, how is this racism and this xenophobia perpetuated in different ways, right? And it's just really sad to see it happen, to live your life the next day with that on your mind and not being able to function or being able to do what you normally do. And it's incredibly difficult, you know, knowing that, you know, maybe the next day it could be your family member, it could be your friend, it could be a community member. And we don't want that to happen, right? But we know that, you know, racism, xenophobia is continually perpetuated throughout this country by the institutions, by the different, you know, ideologies that continue to be perpetuated. And it needs to stop. Right. So when we say stop Asian hate, we're not only talking about, you know, the explicit things that people do. We're also talking about the implicit ways it shows up. So thinking about the microaggressions that attack our family members, thinking about the ways that it limits the Asian American community from availing of any opportunities, how to stop Asian hate show up in other ways aside from what we see on the media so that's something i think about you know it's really sad really abhorrent to have to live through this and see it with all this you know trauma being perpetuated and you know i've kind of shied away from social media a bit just to not you know have to see another instance or just hear of another story such as that because it really breaks my heart to have to hear that again but to all my 
Asian American family out there, um, you know, you are loved, you are seen, and the community is strong right now, just in terms of, you know, how we're building this collective movement together. Um, and it's not going to stop with, you know, a hashtag or a singular moment. We need to continue the effort to educate ourselves, educate our family members, and also stand in solidarity with other communities that are also marginalized and that have been affected by racism, racism and xenophobia. Um, because we can't do this alone. We have to continue this effort together to fight against these injustices. And I think that's the most powerful part about standing in solidarity against hate and all of the other nasty injustices that we see in our world. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts. That was a long-winded way yeah, to man. bring it back. But uh, if you have any resources um, that you'd like to share too, um, feel free to drop them if you know any. Yeah, no, we'll we'll just make sure to include the resources. We'll do a little bit more research on um, you know ways to reach out if you see a hate crime. Uh, you know, places to hopefully donate, um, and uh, you know, alternatives to maybe calling like more authoritative figures that might escalate the situation, like like police or just groups that like don't really need to be involved in that moment. But at the same time, like if you really fear for your life, like there's only a couple ways to really protect yourself in that. So just make sure you think about what you're doing before you do it. Uh, look out for the homies. Like we said, look out for the elders, everyone in between, like Jess was saying really well, um, we're not in this alone. I, that's another part that I have, feel like you've got to, a, at least try to like, maybe not if you identify within this community at this given moment, but when you look back on like this peak of hate and racism, mostly racism, it's not just hate. I mean, it's like hate comes from the racism. So like that must be, that has to be mentioned first in this way, but that you take the opportunity, especially if you're from the community to see how like, to see how we can support the black community, the Latinx community, indigenous community, like so many intersectional black and brown communities that go through this every single day similarly to the way that ours does and very unsimilar similarly similar similarly <laughs> wow can't speak today but yeah similarly um to what's happening in this moment um so we'll make sure to leave some resources um and we'll talk about the website later but we'll leave it on the website and we'll uh, leave it uh in the bio of this podcast wherever it's going to be posted hopefully uh tap in apple pod uh soundcloud all that good stuff um but yeah we're here for y'all so we're gonna be keeping tabs on this in the future and talk about a lot of issues that pertain to our community and you know it's all education bro right like that's all it is at the end of the day like you were saying jess it's it's being there for each other and not standing for racism not standing for hate in any given moment it just happens to be like this is the time it's affecting our community the most so that's another part that you can come out of it. Educate yourself. Uh, we will leave those resources below. Uh, like we said, I'm acting like we're in YouTube in the description below, <laughs> but um, in the podcast description, we'll try to leave some stuff and on the website too. But unless you got any final words, Jess. Nah, that's it for me, man. <laughs> I feel it. Nah, I feel it, dude. All right. So hopefully we'll be able to cleanse our palate in this podcast with something we're really excited to bring you the first of many interviews with our Filipino homies. 
um, my uh, friend from WSU, and now I, you know, I, I think Jesse call him a homie. He's a, he's a, he's a new friend, new friend of mine. He's a new friend for sure. <laughs> hey, they're both they're both Huskies now. Go you dogs, know, you can be dogs. a Cougar Husky. Who knew? Um, but Jared Garaldi, our uh, big first amazing interview with him, is coming up next after this short break. Um, I'm really excited to talk to him, Jess. You got any? Uh, you got anything you want to bring up to the to the listeners about Jared? Jared, you know, he's amazing. Well, okay, obviously, Harald knows him before me. <laughs> he's, amazing. I he's amazing. I didn't know him that long. No, I'm just kidding. But Jared uh, is one of a kind. He was so amazing and helpful to put together our website, as well as our different, you know, social media handles and just help us through this thought process uh, in creating this podcast. So big major shout out to Jared for helping us on. Uh, for repping South King County, for repping Wazoo, and also for repping UW. So, Jared, we're excited to talk to you next, man, and uh, share your story there. All right, let's get it. I'll right, we'll see you all on the other side of this short break. This episode was unofficially brought to you by Burt's Bees. Do you need lotion? Do you have chapped lips? Burt's Bees. Now on with the show. And we're back for the first interview of the pod with the one, the only, Jared Giraldi. Let's, let's have a round of applause. This is a big day. This is oh, a wow. big day, everyone. Wow. <laughs> hey, how are you doing, Jared? Oh, nice. I'm doing okay. How are you all? <laughs> Oh, this is like a, this a new this is the switch up was so funny <laughs> if you uh if the listeners uh yeah you would not know but we have been chatting for about an hour and a half um going yes, through sir. great beginnings with um starting a new podcast and jared's been very gracious mm. um and also uh very helpful uh our designer of the website that you will see when this podcast is posted up for the oh, world yeah. to listen Shout go. out to Jared. Aww, thanks, y'all. Some HTML <laughs> action out there. This guy. There there it is. Is. You need to have a air horn Master's right there. head. No, no, this guy is great. I love this dude. Um, <laughs> I try my best. He does. And when his best is enough slash more. More. Oh, you are <laughs> I, enough. Oh, wow. Look, everyone. Starting this, off the interview. It's all the love, man. Great. Yeah, all love. <laughs> all love, bro. Some brown love out here. <laughs> love that. This is facts. I'm very pale, but, you know. I'm from <laughs> Seattle, so <laughs> woo. <sighs> um, you know, I we could edit some of this out, but we're not going yeah. to. We're going to keep rolling because this is this is what Pinoy's versus the world is all about: uncut Filipino joy. <laughs> yeah, man, well, we're figuring everything out as we go. All joy, all love. It's wonderful. <laughs> and just moving on, I'd love to let Jared have a have a few minutes to tell the world. Uh, what he's about, who he is, where he's from, anything you want to tell the people, Jared, the, 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 the court is yours. 
Oh man. Um wow. That's kind of a a big one. I if I'm gonna be totally honest, I don't really know what I'm about. <laughs> I think I'm uh <laughs> I'm just so I'm just living life honestly. Uh you know, born and raised in Washington. Uh, me, me and Harald had the opportunity to to work with each other in, in uh, university. Strictly professional. Strictly professional. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually uh, did not like this guy at all. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, what's the tea? What's I'm just the kidding. tea? <laughs> <laughs> totally great. Love Harald. Um, yeah, you know, I I'm just trying to make my way through life. Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> That's a. I'm sorry. It's such a broad <laughs> question. It is. It is. It's, it's such a broad question. Yeah, we're, we're I, here I, to make you think deeply about your personality. But philosophical. But you know, no, no, now I, now I'm here. Oh, uh, you know, if I had to say, uh, let's go with things that I love. I love <laughs> uh, art. You know, I love dogs. <laughs> I love talking about art. You know, like anything. I think I love to create things. Um, I think, you know, what, whatever it may be, honestly, like photos, movies, music, coding, (laughs) right. Uh, I love to paint and I don't know. I just like to, to learn and, and, and create things. And I think if I had to sum it up that that's what, what I would be about. Um, creative guy here, huh? Creative guy. And not (laughs) not to sound super, uh, uh, philosophical or anything. The but. center of the art universe is the Geralde household. There it is. But there you know, is. I mean, even deeper than that, I mean, I can get more specific if it helps. Jared and I um, know each other from, uh, like I said earlier in the pod, the Washington State University. Go yep. Cougs. Um, he currently goes to UW for his master's, but that's big moves. Go dogs. We, we, oh, big whoa, moves. Whoa there. Big trader moves, but no, no one gave we don't you. Don't talk about that. Yeah, no one, no one gave you the right to say that in this podcast, Jess. <laughs> He's there though. He's there though. <laughs> but we met uh, through uh, groups like FASA, Filipino American Student Association, APASC. Uh, if you uh, are from WSU, right. fourth floor, good stuff. Uh, are during one of um, my student government campaigns, we just got really close and uh, got to right. know each other. Um, and he was one of the first people that brought me into our Filipino uh, community on campus. In uh, one of the, you know, we got a lot of love for Pullman, but we'd be lying if we didn't say it was probably one of the uh, wider cities in the state, great state of Washington, but mm. a lot of love for Pullman. Um, our community was super tight. We had a lot of friends across the spectrum, but you know, our our group was something that um, really made me feel at home towards the end of uh, my time at WSU. And I, I don't know if, if you want to talk about uh, your experiences in Pullman and and how it compares to growing up in in, in Auburn on the west side, because that's something we also related to, just like the transition to Eastern Washington for all its highs and its lows. Totally, and thank you. For that little rundown <laughs> of <laughs> did a way better introduction than I could have. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Pullman experience is something else, you know, uh, being in essentially the farmland. I'm pretty sure Whitman County is the number one like wheat, like wheat growing. Uh, the most fertile land. Right. 
in North America? In, I think in the mark? Northwest slash North America. Yeah, something like that. Uh, right wow. on the border of Idaho. Right? Don't sleep. So what what you're saying, Harald, about predominantly white institution, 100%. <laughs> but I think the great thing about that, and, and I think numerous people uh, I've worked with who are outside, uh, who, who didn't go to the university, have always told me that the multicultural community at Wazoo is extremely tight. And uh, com- in comparison to a lot of uh, uh, other universities, like let's say in comparison to, to UW, right? I had uh, uh, one of our uh, advisors uh, and just personal mentor of mine, his name is Brian DeSono. He, he commented that, um, that, the the multicultural community is a, a lot more tight knit and and we interact with each other a lot more than uh, across different clubs uh, and organizations than uh, than other universities that he's seen and and that really got me thinking and I I think that's something that really contributed to to my experience there I mean I worked for the Office of Multicultural Student Services and I had amazing amazing experiences and mentors from there so. It, and it really opened my eyes to a lot of uh, issues from communities that I probably wouldn't have been exposed to. Uh, for example, uh, uh, the Latinx community, um, I, I wasn't really aware of, of a lot of the, the cultural nuances um, and, and issues that uh, were uh, present there. And, and I think I had that opportunity through the Office of Multicultural Students' fourth floor and, and just involvement in, in uh, multicultural organizations. So uh, that was primarily my experience, just interacting with those people and, uh, and, had, and I think it was really unique, you know, uh, being in a predominantly white institution, but still uh, growing my love for my own culture and, and, and getting awareness for, from others. So super grateful for that. That's beautiful. I mean, (laughs) I would, I have to echo those sentiments. You know, it was just such a blessing. Like Jared and I, like Jared was talking about, got a chance to um, meet some of our closest friends that we have to this day that, you know, I can't wait to see once we're out of quarantine, once everyone gets a chance to meet up safely from, like he was saying, the Latinx community, the black community, um, the indigenous community on campus, we were just all so tight with each other. And and it's not just specifically those four groups. We had the International Student Association, a lot of different multicultural groups like Jared was talking about um, interacting with each other just literally all the time. And we had a really special experience. And yeah, I'm happy Jared was able to tell the world about the beauty of the fourth floor of the Compton Union Building, the beauty. <laughs> the beauty. The beauty. Um, yeah, I mean, totally. It. It is a beautiful thing and not without, not without, uh, it's, uh, issues, you know, not everything was perfect. Not, not even, I'm not even saying as a, as a community, but just, I think in, in my own life, you know, in my own experience, not everything was, was perfect and amazing, but I think that was definitely part of the experience for sure. You know, <laughs> mm. and building off of that, you know, talking about, you know, not being perfect, how would you say that? you know, drove you and what kind of adversity have you faced in the last year, you know, especially with, you know, being stuck at home or being stuck wherever you were with quarantine, 
Um, also, the stuff that's going on with, you know, anti-Asian hate being a Filipino American. Um, how does that resonate with you, especially with everything going on right now? I, honestly, I think it's it's crazy. I mean, this past if I had to really summarize, uh, I guess this past year, right? I think it would have to be something along the lines of uh, identity crisis. I don't want to uh, crisis a little bit of a strong word, right? But I think uh, definitely I wouldn't call this an adversity per se I, in comparison to to a lot of um, other issues going on in the world. But, you know, to to be a little bit uh, reflective, I guess, you know, me personally, I really had time to reflect on, you know, my past and 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 struggles with uh mental health and really confronting some issues that uh, I feel like I have been ducking for a good amount of times uh, because I had, I guess I had the ability to, because I, so much was going on. Um, and, uh, but just being, being inside and being during, being in lockdown. Um, I know a lot of people have spent time trying to improve on themselves and this is my way of doing it right of going through things like self-forgiveness you know i'm really hard on myself and 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 i think that was one of the things i really wanted to to confront is uh being able to forgive myself and move on and, and become a better person and and not dwell on uh just the bad things about myself um, and, and also focus on the good things and, and the possibilities after quarantine, right? Like it's, it's hard not to be in a negative mindset during this time, but, uh, I think I'm really trying to spin it into a positive thing. So, um, kind of all over the place on that one, but it, it, it's a thing. I mean, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> no, literally, men, yeah. mental health is, is no joke. And I think that's something that uh, I've really tried to advocate for and uh, in, in the past and um, check in on your friends, y'all. I agree. I mm, well noise versus the world podcast brought to you by checking in on your friends every week. Do it every, <laughs> every week. You, you fools do it. Um, you heard it from Jared here first, but no, I, it's, it's absolutely, it's not my voice. This is Jared. Um, no, but it's absolutely something to, to hammer home is, is, uh, the amount of time you've had to spend indoors. And I mean, while staying healthy from one disease, like it's not necessarily been so conducive to like, like you said, mental health, like, Yo, I've been breathing in so much dust, bro. Like, I don't know if anyone has been at home and just realized how much dust accumulates like on your desk. Like, bro, it's not okay. But it's better than COVID in a lot of ways. Are we going to get demonetized? Do we even get monetized? Like, if we talk about COVID? Mm. YouTube, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, sponsorships out here. Hit, hit us up. Um, Please. <laughs> very stark contrast to what Jerry was talking about. But... <laughs> No, I, what you're talking about just is spot on, man. I, I'm happy that you've had that chance to, to, to get back in touch with yourself. I mean, what we're creeping up on over 380 something days now, since at least in Washington, like Jay Inslee shutting down, um, many parts of the state, if not, yeah, the entire state. And then us like slowly 
moving into um, different phases. And obviously we're at a weird time in the whole phase situation, but you've been vaccinated, right? You want to tell the people about your experience with that. We love about, we love spreading the education, uh, <laughs> encouraging people to get out there and get vaccinated for themselves, their family and their community. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, getting vaccinated was definitely a weird experience. Uh, not, it wasn't like a huge event like I thought it was going to be. It was just kind of like balloons, confetti, everywhere. Yeah, like hey, uh, you're good to go. I I got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and uh, had some side effects, <laughs> just uh, the little small fever, and then I felt good to go. Right, but I mean, I was just happy to take that step and there's a lot of different vaccines going around right now and a lot of craziness but you know i think it was just in 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 the grand scheme of things you know just trying to get back back to normal and 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 i think the main thing for me is i didn't want to be a spreader right (laughs) jared garaldi super spreader super no no cut that that. that is not okay that is not okay (laughs) That's staying in the pod. The spreader of love and positive. <laughs> oh, there you we go. There, first. there we go. Mm, this podcast Spread is that love, to you y'all. By <laughs> spreading <spreaders>. love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but actually, though, speaking of love, um, speaking of joy, uh, what brought you joy during quarantine? You know, especially not being able to see people in person. Um, what were some ways that you kind of got around that and just staying connected with friends uh, through this time? Yeah, you know, uh, that's awesome because I think there's a lot of things late, especially lately, which is funny because it's a year into the pandemic, but a lot of things yeah. lately that have been bringing a lot of fun into my life. Yeah, I got a little puppy. His name is Gus, a little fluffy dog. Oh, Gus. Gus, okay. little Gus. Okay. Everyone right. say hi, Gus. Hi, Gus. <laughs> 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 That's you can cut that out. <laughs> no, that's we're just gonna cut this whole th- segment. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's straight up a puppy from day zero. Looks <laughs> like a straight up like a small little popcorn. Like, is this your first dog? Or uh, we had we've had before? a dog before, and but our our last dog we um, you know adopted from the Humane Society uh, mm. rescue and. And this one was uh, my my sister and my family really wanted a puppy, so we we went for it, and it's been a journey uh, of responsibility. <laughs> Not gonna lie, but Poop it's super fun. Yeah, all over the know, house. Yeah, pooping, peeing, all of the all the peas, all, all of, yeah, all the. <laughs> P-noise. 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 There you go. P-noise. All the P's. I was trying to come up with a funny joke. You got me. Good lord. Yeah, so definitely my dog. I've been picked up running. Uh, surprisingly, oh. it is an amazing way to de-stress. Yo, sh- shout out Brandon I, Lopez, man. Shout out Brandon Lopez. I, he's been running like 10 miles, and I'm like, I'm going to run for 30 seconds, and I feel terrible. But then two <laughs> months later... Felt great. So Yo, I, shout, I shout, out, Start uh, small. shout out Brandon Lopez for listeners of the pod. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Uh, Brandon Lopez. <laughs> Dude's a legend. Legend. What a legend. And uh, 
you know, my family and gaming, honestly, uh, being able to have the opportunity to connect with, with some, uh, some friends through just playing Valorant, even though yeah, I'm what terrible. Are <laughs> what are you, I heard about Valorant. I've, I've seen friends play it. I'm on Twitch. I'm on YouTube watching people play it. It looks like I would get absolutely wrecked on a daily basis. <laughs> Valorant is not a positive experience. <laughs> it is definitely super frustrating. <laughs> you heard it first. It. Five out of five. <laughs> five out of five would play again. Would play. Nice. Absolutely. Well, I, how are you playing games with uh, the time that you have obviously don't have on your hands because you're getting your master's at University of Washington, Seattle, um, <laughs> like you were talking. <laughs> we're all about <laughs> proper enunciations on this podcast, but... It sounds so official. Am I, S, am I wrong? Oh, you got the letters right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that experience because I, 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 you know, personally, I've thought about wanting to get my master's at some point when the money's right. I know Jess is. We talked about it earlier in the pod. Is is also going to be starting a, a new quarter at UW in the fall as he continues yes, his sir. master's. Um, something you two could obviously relate to um, moving forward. Uh, you want to tell us about how that's been? Yeah, I mean, education is awesome. I'm going to sound like a huge, huge nerd, but. <laughs> I love nerds. Yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) education is great. Uh, You know, it's a really big thing. And and, in my family specifically, uh, you know, my dad, uh, you know, coming from the Philippines. um, Yeah, we were actually just talking about this today is that he was telling me about all of his crazy stories of being uh, growing up as uh, in a teenager in the Philippines in Manila, Metro Manila, um, with not a lot of money, you know, and not a lot of, uh, uh, and, and education was a, a privilege. And, uh, my, my grandparents worked really hard to, to give them an education. And so he was telling me like all of these crazy stories about, you know, him, uh, getting arrested and then and, and oh, whoa, some whoa. Uh, almost getting arrested <laughs> almost getting arrested sorry dad but uh, uh and sorry uh, grandpa. Grandpa. Uh, listener of the pod <laughs> but all you know all of his crazy stories of, of uh you know because the the rules are different uh over there and uh but his his mom my grandmother was always about you can do mess around all you want, but as long as it doesn't get in the way of your education. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of carries around, uh, to, to where I'm at. And so, uh, I, I think I like to give myself a little bit of a balance of, uh, of having, having some fun. I like having fun, but you know, still trying to be dedicated to, to school and, and learning. Uh, and luckily, I really like what I'm studying: information science, information management. So, yeah, I feel you, Jared. And like, how, how does that even like compare when you go from smaller towns to like ending up in Seattle? Like, I know you're mostly online. So, when you <laughs> we've talked about this before, do you feel like you're a local of Seattle, or do you <laughs> tell people you're actually from Auburn, from Slaughter? <laughs> well. <laughs> I do the thing. I mean, I do the thing that everybody from Washington does is when they are talking to people who are not from Washington, I'm from 
the Seattle area, right? I'm from Washington. I'm from the Seattle area. I'm from the greater King but, County metropolitan area. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, Auburn, Washington, Slaughterville, Washington. <laughs> I don't consider myself a Seattle, like from Seattle. Like, I, I would be frightening. You know, I'd be, I'd, I, I can't sit in here to podcast with two people from Seattle and be like, <laughs> I'm from Seattle. No. <laughs> Lies. But, You're honorary Seattle to honorary. Oh, thank I you. Like thank you. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I've seen, I, I would like to think that I could participate in some Seattle culture and uh, uh, from time to time. And I've seen how the city has changed from uh, new big tech center <laughs> <laughs> or into the new big tech center, you know, uh, and it's definitely different, but, uh, I think Seattle definitely was, uh, and it's an inspiring place. And I think everyone should visit the Northwest because I got a lot of love for Seattle, uh, and its culture. You know, I think a lot of, I mean, I love art. I said in the beginning, and I think Seattle has a super criminally underrated art scene. Mad underrated. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out all the local artists. Y'all seriously doing what you're doing. It's amazing work. Seriously. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Seattle. And I mean, whether I'm uh, born and raised here or not, I think uh, I, I, I love the city. I love the city, and I, I claim the city. <laughs> I claim the city. <laughs> I claim the city as mine, Jared, Seattle. Future mayor, right future here. mayor. Oh yes, no, that's old yes, territory. No, 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 we're going with the future here. Damn. Well, on that note, um, that's just great, man. <laughs> as, as, as two, <laughs> as two. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to transition it. So as, as two local Seattleites, bro, we're going to king you, crown you, whatever you want to call it. Honorary, honorary Seattleite. Honorary for, crackhead. Honorary Seattle crackhead. Oh. Crackhead. Crackhead. That's what the people online are calling us. Crackhead. Seattle crackhead. Should come into a house, a rink near you, 2021. Um, Jared, as we close off here, um, who do you want to shout out to someone in your life? Anyone that, you know, special love. want to make it a thing where everyone we uh, interview oh. can just shout out someone in their life that they want to give a shout out to. It can be one person. It can be multiple people. We'll be here for as ever long as you want to, you want to talk into your mic. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and in a good Pat way. Person, that sounded snarky. Rock. I apologize. But I do truly mean it. We mean it as a whole. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, oh, wow. I got a lot of love for a lot of people. Uh, we got time. Yeah, you know, I mean, shout out, shout out my dad because I aired out his personal business. <laughs> uh, Tito Garaldi. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out my dad. Super big inspiration. I mean, like family. I love my family. So shout out, uh, you know, Caitlin and Clinton, my 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 cousins. Uh, always my my OG was my been there. Since day one, um, shout out to uh, shoot all my all my goons out in Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm uh, shout out to Gus, my dog. Yes, shout out <laughs> Gus. 
Woof, woof, baby. Yes, whoa, whoa, whoa. There, there will be no UW anything in this podcast. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jared, if if you have no one else to shout out, I mean, this is the floor is yours. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, like, <laughs> let's just do this last 30, 30 minutes of me just shouting out people. Lightning no, round. Yeah. Shout out. Right. Shout out. Shout out uh, uh, Hayao Miyazaki make great films. <laughs> uh, shout out her for putting on the Filipino community. Shout in out yes. Love her here. <laughs> shout out her. Um, let's see. Whoo. Uh, wow. Oh man. <laughs> this is supposed to be a lightning round. Shout out Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Good job. You know, Pixar Cars is an okay franchise. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Shout out all the Seattle artists, actually. I'm going to end it out yeah. on that. Shout out the artists. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, yo, shout out Geo. If, if anyone knows Geo from yo, Blue's we met yes. you once, Geo. You came to WSU. You know our proverbial uncle, Steve Bischoff. So Hell like, yeah. we'd love to interview you, but that's a side thing. I, this is not my time. I am e- I am eating into Jared's time. <laughs> Yo, this is your Yo. podcast. No, oh no, this is your podcast, bro. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, shout out Gio. Shout out, shout out uh, Gio and Sobsy. Shout out Nikki Keenan, Seattle artist. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> I, I that's it. it. That's it. I'm going to end it before I... We're... Uh, <laughs> We're all about chaos on this podcast, as you've probably uh, been able to tell by hour uh, one and a half. But uh, we'll chop it up for you, for you all at home. Um, but on that note, as we've said multiple times, we'll work on the transitions. But Jared, this time has been wonderful to share with you. And one more round of applause for the first interview oh. of the pod. Yes, for wow. the culture. For the I hope, culture. you know, culture I appreciate culture. y'all <laughs> inviting me on here to talk about myself. <laughs> Hey, we're we're here for the community, man. This is what we hope to be doing uh, going forward. Um, You know, Jared, close friend of mine. We'll be talking to some close friends of Jess's as well in the near um, to distant future as well. Um, And as we close out here, um, Jared, we look forward to uh, launching your website. I can't launch that website. That's why you're doing it. (laughs) Shout out to Jared, y'all. Shout out to Jared. Oh, I don't feel like HTML it. king HTML right here. HTML king. HTML. No, I'm writing it all in Google Docs. <laughs> We're all about Google Docs over here. Yo, Google you just all visit a Google Docs. And that brings to a close uh, the end of our first uh, episode interview with Jared Garaldi. And we want to shout out everyone that he shout out, double down, and shout out Jared himself. Uh, we'll make sure to be right back after this Musical interlude. Da 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 da. back from that incredible interview with jared shout out to jared thank you so much what was your favorite part 
Yeah, tell me. You know, it would have to be where <laughs> he was given the multiple shout outs. <laughs> Good shout. So, <laughs> to his mom, obviously. Bless no, to the Geraldi family. Hey, but shout out to his mom. Shout out to his mom and his dad. Yeah. <laughs> and also the family and Lightning McQueen. He, he just went off. But, you know, that's that's what makes Jared, Jared. So, Jared, if you're listening to this, <laughs> where wherever you are, we really want to thank you for hey, wh- everything where you, you do. Where are you going to go for your, uh, where are you going to go for your diamonds and rings, bro? He went to Jared, bro. Oh! <laughs> you know about that, bro? <laughs> Yo, nah. shout, out, shout out Jared Diamond and Jewelry. I don't know. You're oh seeing those commercials, bro. <laughs> he went to Jared. <laughs> he went to Jared. He went to Jared. Oh, wow. Lord. I don't know why um, I blocked that out of my mind. No, you're good. Hey, it's probably for a good reason. Yeah, but shout out to you, Jared. Um, like we uh, <laughs> talked about a little bit, he uh, is creating our website that we'll plug at the end. So that's where we'll be. Uh, first place, we'll be posting these episodes and um, little bios on the people we interview because we want to just give you all a little bit of um, a background on our friends because, you know, for the foreseeable future, we'll just be interviewing our homies like, this week it'll be one of mine, and then the next pod will be yours, or another one will be mine, and then you know we'll keep going back. Maybe we'll have someone that we both mutually know. Um, we like to spice it up here on Panoys versus the World, <laughs> but we are um, so thankful to Jared for everything that he's done to help us get this pod off the ground, and we're really happy to have him on for the first episode. So hope you all enjoyed that. Um, I think what we'll probably just end on is maybe a shout of our own um any music any shows you've been watching lately you've been really busy with work you want to shout out anything anything yeah, at all just give a, i'll just give a quick shout out to um an artist that i've been listening to throughout this week kota the friend he just oh. released a new oh, yeah album oh my static gosh Selecta. i don't know why with static with Selecta. static Selecta. to I kill i don't remember sunrise. the to Kill a Sunrise. Thank you, thank you. To Kill a Sunrise. That's the album that he just released. I think a couple weeks ago, back yeah, in March. Yeah, he's been dropping projects this year. They've all been yeah, incredible. Yeah, but I really love his music. I love his artistry. Um, really chill, mellow vibes. Um, kind of like lo-fi inspired, but also he just has some real words in his. Um, oh, his songs. flow is crazy. His flow is wild. Yeah, I, I love that like Brooklyn, you know, style rap. Um, Shout out you, New York. You know, cut that out but <laughs> nah is yeah. he from brooklyn i don't know shout out new york though i don't know shout out, shout shout out, out new york Koda. shout out to coda the friend um if you haven't listened to him check him out on spotify apple music wherever you get your music and podcasts um i don't know yeah. why i said podcast because because of us <laughs> hey but, we're the pod hey does, does, the pod. does coda want to come on the pod we'll, we'll try to make it happen but um <laughs> yeah i feel that i've been listening to that as well let's see look well, i didn't even know you're listening to that that's beautiful that's such a good so album. good so good um yeah, I'd like to shout out some tracks of my own this week. A couple of projects I've been listening to. Uh, Filipino Project by Guap Dad 4000 and Ill Mind Happen. <laughs> it's called 1176. It's really awesome. There's a song on there called Chicken Adobo. Homies know. Um, in addition, I was going to actually shout out the Coda Project, but uh, my boy Damn, was right ahead of me. To it. Be to it. Hey, but also shout out Audrey Nunez. She is also another... Uh, new york artist i don't want to get the borough wrong but another new york artist she drops a track called space she's awesome i really mess with uh i think it was called called damn right there you go it's a little magic from apple music but hopefully you know it's not gonna be music every week we give you all shout outs out but you know this week hopefully fill up the playlist with that that's that's a good like four hours of music so y'all can't say you didn't have any music to listen to this week because we just plugged them and this has been the plug of the week.
Nah, no music's gonna go in there. It's free form. But uh yeah, guess that was the pod. What a great day. What a great time. This is gonna be an awesome journey with you, Jess. I you got anything to close it out with? No, man, it's just a wonderful time to be alive. Uh for all the people out there, please stay safe, be well, be warm. Um, stay warm, stay strong, keep on keeping on. If you haven't gotten your vaccine, please do so. It's really important. Continue to follow social distancing guidelines, wear your mask, hug your loved ones, hug your cat, dog, friend, or frog, and continue to not be stuck on a log. Oh, that was fire. All right, I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. All I got to tell you all is to wake up in the morning, don't forget to brush your teeth, and drink a lot of water. Um, <laughs> dental health is important. It is going to be Floss the back. Floss, Floss two. At least once a day. Y'all, it's not Flossing that is hard. important. Your gum health is our health. What? <laughs> mouthwash is important too we we Yo, want some clean yeah. mouths as well we got fluoride in the water but that was it i mean like just drink a lot of water too <laughs> like after you after you like eat food at all just like, drink a gallon of water <laughs> why not stay hydrated in multiple one, more than one way what whoa <laughs> stay hydrated after the demic done there you go after the you, you spend your stimmy on an electric toothbrush. All right, this is going on for way too long. I'll remind you every week. We don't need to go into this. Um, but I'll also end with a plug in our social media and some of the other places you can find us. And we'll probably be expanding this a little more as we go on. Find us at Instagram at Pinoise versus P-I-N-O-Y-S-V-S. That's Pinoy versus. Um, and we'll be posting updates on what we're up to with the pod um, when they come out every two weeks. Uh, normally around probably noonish on Saturdays is what we're planning on. Um, we also have that website created from scratch by the great Jared himself. The great shout Jared. Out Jared. Shout out Jared. He went shout to Jared. Out, yo, shout out Lightning McLean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the website is going to be very similar. It's going to be pinnoiseversus.org. That's P-I-N-O-Y-S-V-S.org. And that's where we're going to have our mini bios on our interviews and we're going to have our SoundCloud links and our links to other podcasting platforms. Um, so with that, we'll end with credits. Uh, this episode is edited by me, Haral. Uh, we got music in here by Jess himself and my brother, Jonas Hilseth. Uh, the website, as we said, was created by Jared Giralde and the logo was created by Camille Naputo, another kook. Shout out my kooks. And on that, we'll just fade to black and see y'all in a couple weeks. Peace. Bye.